to us tonight as we as we just join with the believers there. So I know we're just starting up everything, but we're ready to go. So as the believers there in the uh, at the chapel, Brother Derek, I know you can hear me and probably can see me. So we're just going to let uh, let you take over the service here. Amen. Well, I've got a Jesus Christ. It's real nice to have uh, Sister Anna Hope's grandma here. We'll call her Sister Watkins from Jason Watkins Church. Many know Brother Jason and the family there. Really nice to have you here, Brother Jason's mom. So I don't have your first name written down here, but we do know you as Brother Jason's mom and Sister Lisa's mom. So it's really nice to have you here with us. She's going to be singing with Anna Hope tonight. Anybody else singing with you? Just the of you tonight, so we'll have you singing, Sister Jessica Andes is going to sing for us just before Brother John comes, so we'll have a full service tonight, we have our drummer is back on board, Brother Andrew got a drum kit set, so we have a full panel of instruments here, Brother Ryan on the keyboard and Jeremy playing the bass, so we're real happy, and we have a congregation in the chapel that's full, real nice to have everyone here, and uh the saints in Cloverdale and around the world that are connected with us. We know that the the virus is causing lockdowns around the world, but the internet has blown it wide open. So we can have church wherever you have an internet connection and the Lord is with you as he is here with us. We're happy to have you here. Let's sing together. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. A few songs to sing. We'll have the specials tonight. Turn the service
uh, suffering with dizziness spells and really perplexed by it. And the Lord touched him during the service on Sunday and totally delivered him. And he has been completely well since. We thank the Lord for that. Amen. To come to church and just depend, be dependent upon the Lord. He likes that. He is the God that supplies all of our needs. He is the bread of heaven. He's the bread that came down and fed the children in the wilderness. He didn't have a problem with mealtime. He didn't have a problem with having enough. He fed everybody all that they had need of. And I believe that that's our portion tonight. And if it's a drink that you need, hold up your cup tonight. He so filled the valley full of ditches, overflowing with water. Amen. He's a God that has more than we can actually contain. So we don't want to... Uh, just take a little drip, as it were, like the fish in the ocean. And, oh, I, I didn't drink too much today because I could run out of water. Well, if you could take the fish up and put him up in the air and he could visibly see the ocean and the vastness of water, he'd drink to his heart tent every day. That's the joy that we should live in in the Lord is with that type of mentality. Lord, just let my eyesight come up a little bit higher and see fully. The benefits that you have for us. We do want to remember a request from Brother Rice from the East Coast. He called in again and asked for a special prayer for his son, Nathan. He's in the hospital and suffering with a breathing condition. Just asking that the Lord would be mindful of them and the saints at Happy Valley Church in Tennessee. Very much covet our prayers as they're dealing with the virus that swept through their area. And many people in the congregation uh, have contracted it. And uh, it's just the devil. Fancy names to it. We know where his place is and we know his destination is the lake of fire, but we would like the health in our bodies. Amen. So we want to hold them up in prayer this evening. How many have a need upon your heart tonight? Just ask that the Lord would remember you where you are. If you're on the internet, you want to bow your heart, bow your head this evening as we go to prayer. We'll just pray together and we're reminded of Brother Tom Ray tonight. Would certainly desire. Uh, touch from the Lord, maybe the angel with the softest hands would come and stroke his brow this evening. Lord Jesus, we come to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, our hands are empty. We desire not to clench them in anger as the world would be angered at situations and events and things that happen in their lives. But Lord, we want to open up our hands this evening. Say, Lord Jesus, we give you all that we have, though it may not be much. It might just be a little meal offering tonight, Lord. It might just be a a little alm that we have. But, Lord, we want to open our hands and freely give it to you. Lord, it might be as the little boy brought his lunch, a few loaves, a few fishes. But, Lord, you took that which was little and made much out of it, fed thousands. Lord, as our hands are open, we ask, Lord, that you would fill our hands. Lord, that you would give us more than we can contain, more than we've thought that we needed. But, Lord, you know what lies ahead. You know what tomorrow has in store for us. So we ask, Lord, abundantly that our joy might be full. Father, in this little chapel this evening, we lift up our hands and gratitude to you and a sign of surrender, a sign of not our will, but your will be done. Lord, as the minister has prepared himself 
and sat in a little room in a study, Lord, and looked at your word. It's not the word of man or ideas that a man could put together, but how yielded he could get to your Holy Spirit. Lord, we're asking that you would take the gift that lies within our brother has so benefited many of us over the years that you would come and speak to us once again, Lord, down to the very heart of the matter. Lord, those parts where man can't reach and a counseling session can't scratch or even back into, but Lord, that your spirit minister, or that you might come divide that which... as we give this service to you very mindful of the time this evening but Lord we're asked author of time would come tonight minister to the heart of your children we love you Lord say that we love each and every one that's here present those that are connected with us by way of the internet brother Tom Ray this evening Lord I'm sure would much rather be sitting in the sanctuary gathered with the saints of like precious faith. Lord, would you touch him tonight, our pastor, Brother Biscuit, Lord, that you would minister to he and Sister Ruth wherever they are tonight. We love the people of God. We love you with all of our hearts. We just give you this service in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Why don't you have your seats this evening? We're going to right to the special if we could have Anna Hope and Sister Watkins come and get it just takes us a moment or two to to transfer the equipment so if the brothers that are on the uh, video equipment and the sound can be prepared for that we'll just go ahead and um, have them come up and sing I don't think I have any other announcements so just after that we'll have Sister Jessica Andy's come and sing and then we'll turn the service to Brother John everybody feeling all right amen God bless you
Jesus watches over me and gives me peace. He's always there with me. Jesus watches
Let's just invite the Lord. Wherever you're at, just invite him to your place. Just invite him within your distance, within your heart. If you'd like to slip up your hand, I believe he sees these things. He knows our desires. Lord, come tonight. We don't want to be in a form. We don't want to just be in tradition. We're gathered together in your name with brothers and sisters. Some might be alone. Some might be two or three or their family. Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit would descend down into this little chapel. Descend up into Cloverdale Bible Way there in Canada. and Descend across the world to every life. Lord, tonight we've come to feed off of your word. We've come to see you face to face. And I pray the Holy Spirit would just take charge, even of the internet and even of the connection, God. Pray that as, Lord, things go in and out maybe, but the word would come directly to the heart and we would catch the message. Lord, you would be personal to every person. Lord, we love you tonight. We praise you, God. In this time of darkness, we lift our voices and praises and adoration that there is a little light. There is a light within our souls. And I pray tonight you would inspire that and restore us. Fill us with your spirit, Lord, as the end's approaching. 
Darkness is in the land. May the Holy Spirit be near to every person. We commit to you all the needs, those that have been spoken and those that we're holding in our hearts. Take your word now and speak to us in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Why don't we turn right to the scripture, right to the word of God. Second Samuel chapter six. I want to welcome everyone here tonight and just pray that the Holy Spirit would just come wherever you're at. Those that are here in the chapel, there's a, about 50 or so of us here. We just invite the Lord to come wherever you're at there, back up to Cloverdale Bible Way, to the church that's gathered there, and to many that are out across the world and are streaming live or will see this service. We just pray the Lord that knows our hearts. And we do want to welcome you to this service. This is only our second live a service here from the chapel, and we've been gathering for some weeks now. We deeply appreciate all the efforts and all of you that have uh, really put forth your hearts now. This is These are not normal times, and we know that it calls for all of us to maybe step up into a level that uh, we didn't expect, but I believe for such a time as this, that the Lord's prepared us for this. And are we grateful tonight? And we are thankful. Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 12. This is the time after David in verse 1 to 11 had tried to bring the, the word back or the ark back in another way. But it stayed in verse 11 in the house of Obadiah for three months. And the Lord blessed their family. Verse 12 says, and it was told King David, this is 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 12. It was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obadiah, and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. We could just take that right there for a whole service, which we're not going to, but God will bless your life when the word is there. God will bless your family when the word is there. And tonight we're speaking on the real you is in his presence. The real you is when you're in his presence. And that's where the word is. So tonight the the Lord blessed them because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obadiah into the city of David with gladness. Can we all say with gladness? And it was so that when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. If you look up six paces, that's about 20 or 30 feet. Every 20 or 30 feet, David would have there to be sacrifice of oxen and fatling. David was worshiping. Verse 14, and David danced before the Lord with all of his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod. Now an ephod was like a shirtless shirt as it was. And David was dancing before the Lord. Just He was the king, but he was just girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, 
Michael or Michael, this is uh, Saul's daughter that was married to David, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. I want you to notice, is it just someone in the world or at your business? This had come now into his own family. David was dancing before the Lord. He was in a state of revival. He was so happy to see the word coming back to the city and coming back to the families. But we find Michael, which was actually the daughter of Saul, which Saul was an intellectual and how it carried right into his daughter now. She saw David acting and it embarrassed her. She despised him. She thought it was so despicable. She was ashamed. She looked on it with disdain and contempt and so worthless, so vile. I mean, how can the king of Israel come and be dancing before all of us with this this little uh, ephod on? And, And she disdained him in her heart. Verse 17, and they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place. In the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of offering burnt offerings and peace offerings. He blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he dwelt among all the people even among the whole multitude. And you can look down here through how he gave them certain flesh and wine etc. In verse 20. And David returned to bless his household. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious, probably with a little uh, uh, sarcasm in her voice, how glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. She was just disgusted. That he would be such a public uh, show of this and embarrass her. And embarrass, she just thought it was so vile. Verse 21, and David said unto Michael, it was before the Lord, which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord and I will yet be more vile than thus. And will be base in mine own sight. And of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I be had in honor. And verse 23 is a very sad verse. Therefore Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child unto the day of her death. And Brother Branham said God cursed her with barrenness because of her attitude toward David and toward the revival. And toward the word that was coming back. She should have been rejoicing. She should have been happy. She should have been saying glory to God. Look at what God has done. The ark is coming back. But instead Brother Branham said she stood in her window. With her little fan. And disdained David her husband. That was dancing before the Lord. And David said it was the Lord that called me. Before your father. It was the Lord that called me. And I will be even yet more base. In other words, he was humbling himself. I wonder if we can do that together before the Lord tonight as we have our seats together. God bless you. Now tonight is just a Wednesday night service. And I know many here on the U.S. side have driven up to an hour 
to be here. I see some of the Diaz family that's here over an hour that they've driven some of the Weathers family and, and Brother Israel, you and your family from Blaine and Sister Patty that, you know, the last time we were worshiping here in a live service, Sister Patty was one of our prayer requests with back trouble. And it's so good to see you tonight. Can we all say praise God? It's all gone. Let's give a hand clap to the Lord. Glory to God. And also our sister Clara Woman uh, had prayer last time that we prayed. She was having an infusion. And the, and she's also here tonight. God bless you, sister Clara. The, the Lord is moving among us. The Lord is mindful. And he's able to move away any virus or any cancer or any trouble. God bless you, Sister Clara. Just receive it. He's able to put missing limbs on us. He's able to change our bodies. He is going to change our bodies. Tonight, we want to look at this tonight, and we can see you on the screen. Tonight, tonight, we're just trying this out for the believers in the chapel to be able to see the ones in Cloverdale. And it's so nice to see some of you live uh, there in the assembly. We can see you. Tonight we want to speak on the real you is in his presence. The real you is when you're in his presence. And tonight we just want to look at this as the Lord laid this on our hearts in prayer. Because the devil in this age has made plans to keep us constantly busy. All of us. He's trying to keep us so busy where we do not have time where we don't have room in our schedules to be in the Lord's presence. And if we're not careful, even as believers, we can become another person. And maybe you've seen that over these last three, four months now that we've been distanced and maybe not able to be in worship. And maybe you've just felt separated or distanced or out of the presence of God. Or maybe it's been harder to maybe break through. Tonight I want to encourage you by speaking what the Lord laid on our hearts. And I think we can see from the word of God together. The real you is when you're in his presence. And and tonight we need to look very closely with what these last months have done for our experience with the Lord. Because if we're not careful as we've already said, I'm repeating myself. Even as believers we can become another person. We can become another person when we're just looking and going through life outside of his presence. We were made for the presence of God. In fact, I've never really seen the real you. You've never seen the real me. Even as we pray today for our brother Derek that was going to song lead as we always do and our musicians. I just prayed that in the song service and Sister Watkins was going to sing and we appreciated that Sister Watkins and Sister Anna Hope and Sister Jessica. That brings the presence of God to us and we appreciate all the gifts of God. Tonight we're not rallying around just a church or a church building or around just Brother John. We're rallying around the Word of God. And I wonder tonight what we would have done if we would have had our King, David, coming into the city or coming into Mount Baker Bible Way Camp or coming up to Cloverdale and just in a little ephod, just in a little like a tank top as it was, like and just dancing and shouting and glorifying God so happy that we were having the word come back to our lives 
I wonder what our attitude is tonight with our opportunity even to see one another or with the privilege to be able to look at one another in the face and know that we are almost at the river. We're almost at the time of crossing over. And the Bible clearly says, Brother Jake, that very few are going to make it. How many know that? Very, very few are going to make it in the rapture. And so tonight we're here to look at our own selves. And we're here to look at our own experience and say, God, I don't want to become another person. I don't want to become like Saul that that was, uh, even though he was in a position, and you can be in your position, but if we get out of the presence of God, if an evil spirit begins to be motivating our lives and anointing our lives, we find ourselves very quickly being moved out of our position. And we want the presence of God. We need his presence tonight. And David, when, when he played his heart before the Lord, it drove out those evil spirits. It drove out those demon spirits. And I believe just in the last half hour or so, I know there's been technical difficulties as our brothers have been working to try and to make this a smooth type of service so we can hear the message. I, I, I want the message to get through. We, we want the Lord to come through. We want the Lord to touch our lives. We want him to bring the real person, the real me, out to the surface. I believe that's all true tonight. So David was rejoicing. He was happy. When the ark was coming in, David saw that a revival was moving. And as he danced and as he shouted as hard as he could be, Brother Branham said his wife looked out the window with her little fan and he said, you embarrass me. When David got back to the house, he said, you embarrass me. And David said, oh, if you didn't like that, watch this. And he went around and around and around and around the ark. He just kept rejoicing and happy and shouting and praising God and rejoicing. And he said, God looked down from heaven and he said, David, you're a man after my own heart. He said, so it don't make any difference what the world says. It's what God says. Now tonight, just in these few opening comments and just speaking what the Lord laid on my heart while I was just on my knees in prayer, the real you is in his presence. I begin to think about how the real you is when you are in his presence. Because the other you is not the real you. I want you to look just real deeply now. Outside of his presence, we are not even real. Tonight I'm taking two main thoughts and that is the real you. What is the real you? And then I want to speak about his presence. What does that mean? Because the real you is when you're in his presence. I didn't say when you're in church or just when you're reading your Bible or just when you have a tape playing, but it's when his presence begins to come. And that other person, that other you is not the real you when you're outside of his presence. That's why the believer longs to get back into the presence of God. We're just hungry. We're just thirsty. Because outside of his presence, we are not real. And when I was considering this thought tonight, 
I just felt to say, Lord, on behalf of myself and all of us and to one another, please forgive us. And please excuse us if the you or the us that you see is not Christ. Can we agree tonight? If we look at one another and don't see Christ or don't see the real you, or even tonight, if there's a skeptic or someone that's just looking down with disdain on our gatherings or streaming out over the internet, would you please forgive us if the you that you see is not Christ? Because just getting us back into his presence and that real you or the real us will come back again. I think we need to humble ourselves tonight to one another, Sister Mimi, and say, please excuse me. Please excuse one another if the person you see is not Christ, because we're all in a process of getting out of the way. We're dying out more. If you could really look down through all the layers of all of our emotions and all of our feelings and all of our finances, we just want to serve the Lord. And what you see, if it isn't Christ, it's not the real me. And so tonight, from the depths of our hearts, I believe the Lord will take that from before the foundation of the world, when he saw us in his image. Tonight, we're coming back to that image. Lord, take away anything of our lives or the other person that might be being manifested in my experience May your word and may the atmosphere drive out that other person. Drive out that other me that's not the real me. Now, saints, as I've already said, and we're just kind of breaking off all the rust because we we haven't been together very much like this. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's good to hear one another shout hallelujah. See a smile on your face and to be able to know we're pressing on, Lord. I wonder if the Lord would look down and see our worship tonight and say, that's a bride after my own heart. I'm looking beyond all the layers of the female or the male or their skin color. I'm looking way beyond all of that. And I'm looking to the real them, to that real thirst that I put there, that real seed that I put there. Oh, it's so good. So tonight I'm just going to repeat myself. You have never seen The real me. And we have never seen the real you of one another. Because the real you is inside of us all. And and I'll just let Brother Branham say it when he was speaking in Perseverant. He said he's talking about the spirits of a person and how that we have a spirit. But remember, he said, you've never seen me. You see this old wore out hole here that declares his voice. He said, you've never seen me. You just see this old wore out hole here that declares his voice. He said, now this voice either is coming from God or it's not. It's the same as yours. But this voice is just packed around in this hole, which I'll I'll swap it someday for a new one that won't get old. Who knows what a hole is? It's the outside. It's like the shell, Brother Ron. It's something that covers over the seed or what's on the inside. Brother Branham is describing that the real you is down on the inside. This outward shell is just a hole. And he said, one day I'll swap it or I'll trade it 
for a new one that won't get old. Does that sound good to anyone tonight? I know this ain't some great mighty revelation, but I've never seen the real you. You've never seen the real me. Michael, when he was look, she was looking out the window, saw David dancing and all so excited. She misinterpreted and saw the carnal side. God saw the heart. Tonight, I wonder if God's looking down to your heart. He's trying to shine into the real you, trying to resurrect the real you. I believe that with all my heart. Now, things that are to be. One of Brother Branham's last services, you remember he's talking about God being omnipresent. Omnipresent. That means he can be everywhere present at the same time. I wonder if the congregation here in the chapel can say amen to that. I wonder if the church in Coverdale can say amen to that. (laughs) Hallelujah. I wonder if the church in Coverdale can believe that God is omnipresent, that he's right there. The same as he is here. Thank you, Sister Margaret. Amen. Nice to see we believe God is in South Africa tonight. God is in China tonight as Brother Murphy is translating this in China. Don't you want the brothers and sisters in China to know that we believe that the real them, the real them is not the outward side, but it's what's on the inside. Those that over there that are listening tonight in Spanish, as Brother Alex is translating this in Spanish, and in French, as Brother Jean Manassi is translating this, he's talking about God being omnipresent, being omniscient, and knowing all things. Then he is omnipresent because he knows all things. So he knows all about you tonight. He knows all about me. He knows about all of our diversities. He knows about everything about our situation. There's no secrets to God tonight. And he talked about how we grew from our birth when we were born and presented into the world. And God knew that you were going to be here in this earth. And we grow from birth to maturity. Things that seem so strange to you in your young womanhood. And your young boyhood as children now seems very real. You couldn't understand it when you was a child. But now as you become adult, you begin to understand and find out that everything was just set right. Everything was just set right. I wonder if you adults are finding out in your life that God has everything in control. God has everything in control. So that our children would sense that faith that our God is in control. I think tonight we need to be like David and humble ourselves to one another. We don't know everything. Parents don't know everything. Ministers don't know everything. Leaders don't know everything. But I'm glad the Lord Jesus, he knows everything. And he knew you before you were born. And he put a seed down inside of you. That there would be a certain junction of your life. You would be quickened. And the real you would come alive. Amen tonight. I believe after this service. That it ought to mean something more to us. That the real you. When you look into a mirror. That's not the real you. The real you is down inside. This old earthly tabernacle here. That we have. Brother Branham goes on to say. This body is like an old coat. That you wear. A coat that you once 
where. Hey, I know we use this for funeral services a lot of times, but he's talking about our coat being like this body. But now you have one so much better. You don't use that one anymore. He's talking about the real you. When you're on the other side looking back, you're not going to need this body no more. You're going to be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. And this morning, as or Sunday, as I was hearing Brother Tim Dodd speak part two of, of the masterpiece services we heard on masculinity and then femininity, and I was just thinking of tonight's service. Wouldn't it be so wonderful if we could just capture, just capture for a moment, the, the moment of eternal when, when the believer makes it into that other side. I was just thinking of this. I, I was thinking of the first five minutes in heaven, brother Israel. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was thinking of the first five minutes when we realize when we've entered into that other dimension. What just capture that for a moment. I, I believe it would so help us as believers if we knew that's a reality. If we could just capture those moments when we realize you've made it. You have made it. You have fought the fight. You have been faithful until the end. That's the real you pressing, pressing over the line. They put up this little barrier here, Brother Derek did. So I can't go out there tonight. I'm just putting against the little guidelines here. But aren't you thankful that this, this in this old body, this old hole, there's a real you downside. But when in a moment, in a change, I'm going to be in another body. That real you is going to be resurrected in, in another place. Can you imagine the first five minutes? Can you just capture the ecstasy of the moment when you look around and you're in that perfect place? Nothing of this life, nothing that is negative will never, ever matter to you again. Hallelujah. Some of you look like you you have to go back to work or back to drive an hour home or you have to go back to sorrow. But there will be one day and just in a moment you're going to be there looking back here and nothing that we're going through negative will matter then. Not one iota. Not one bit. Nothing negative. When you are on the other side looking back, all your sorrow, all the outward hole will just Pass away, and you're going to have a new body then. Praise God. I was just speaking for a few moments today with Brother Tom Ray. Just had a few minutes with our precious brother. We just want to say, God bless you, Brother Tom. Can everyone say that here? And I just the night before, I went into the saw the surgery that they had did on Brother Tom. It's just an incredible surgery that they did. They do an ankle replacement. And it's just amazing what they can do and put in a new, a new ankle and have a new limb. Oh, but friends, when we get on the other side, there's nothing of man-made going to be part of that new body. And it's not going to have a pain or a suffering or four, six or eight weeks of of rehabilitation. But it's just going to be in a moment we're going to be in that other place. That's the real you tonight that is longing for that place. I'm thirsting for that place. And if in any of you see anything that's not of the word, please excuse that. 
Please forgive that. That's not the real you. That's not your real partner there. Friends, we need to look beyond that and say, God, help us to get out of the way more so that more of Jesus can be seen around us. Now, this this day that we're talking about, when we're not going to have no need of this old body and we hang it up in the closet because we've got one better, we've got a better coat. But there's that image that is inside of us, that heavenly image. But he's talking about this outward image. If I can just have your attention. He said, it's not you. He's talking about this body. This thing that you see, he said, is not you. You are on the inside of that body. You, the spirit of God, is on the inside of that body. And that's what makes the outside come into subjection is because the inside is pulling it, bringing it in line with the word of God. Your inside, you, yourself, your being, my, may the Lord anoint that tonight. You, yourself, the real you, the spirit of God in you. He pulls this body into subjection. This body is just an old coat. He said, someday, what will you do with it? For you was only in the garment for a little while. This is like an earthly garment. But your real body, your real self is on the inside of this old coat. The real you, Brother Samuel, is inside of this coat. God, give us a glimpse of you within our lives. Just come to the surface, Lord. The real you is when you're in his presence. And tonight I just want to speak on in his presence just for a little bit. This message means so much to us in his presence. This was the message my wife and I listened to. We were married on the Saturday and And then on the Sunday morning, we went to a park by ourselves and we listened to this message in his presence. And I remember that. It's been 28, going on 29 years ago. But this message that Brother Branham spoke in his presence in 1962, it'd be a good message tonight to listen to. September the 9th, 1962. He said, I think that's a most striking scripture. We find that in the presence of God, Man recognize themselves to be sinners. We may feel pretty good when we're out different places and feel like that we're pretty good people. But when we ever come into the presence of God, then we see how little we are. I just pray from now to the end of this service, the presence of God would just come into your room. Come down to where you are as a person. Because when a person gets in the presence of God, you can't condemn someone else. You can't look at someone else's hinder parts when you're in the presence of God. Brother Jonathan, help me. I'm just losing my voice already. So when we're in the presence of God, we realize how little we are. It's no wonder when a person gets proud and haughty and you can see that they're becoming another person. They moved out of the presence of God. I'm talking about even believers. We can get hasty. We can get short. We can 
do things out of character. It's because we've moved out of his presence. And tonight this service isn't here to condemn you. It's to move you back into his presence. Just come back into line. Just if, if for the last month you've just felt your life has kind of went into a spin. You've kind of went into kind of a no man's land. You're just kind of frailing spiritually. Tonight is the night for the Holy Spirit to take those reins and just bring it back into line. He's not here to cut you off. He's not here to say, oh, you're, you're going to be one of those that misses the rapture. No. He's saying to you, the real you is on the inside. And everything else that's not of him, we want to die out to in our own lives. So just watch this. Thank you, Brother Jonathan. When we're out in different places, we feel like we're pretty good people. Pretty good believers. I mean, look at all what God has done. And many of you have grown. And many of you are even elders. Many of you are senior in the messenger. You've gone for years now. But in the presence of God, when we get into that presence, we realize how little we really are. He said we realized how little we are when we realize how great he is. And how close we come into that presence. We realize how great is our God. And how little that we really are. He said somehow or another it's always thrown a great effect into people to come into the presence of God. Now, Brother Andy, this is what I desire for our children. Even in the service Wednesday night. You might look at this as just a Wednesday night service or in Cloverdale there. I see you, Brother Abraham, leaning forward. God bless you, Brother Abraham. When our children come into every meeting or every service, there ought to be something of you that are older to say, God, what can we do to bring your presence among us? Because it always has a great effect upon people to come into that presence. I wonder if sometimes people can become hard and seared and they become another person. It's because they're not in his presence enough. That sweetening, that delicateness, that softening of the Holy Spirit that would come in his presence when we get calloused and we get hard and we get withdrawn and we get separated and Satan gets us alone and we become another person. That's not the real you. Tonight I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying this to someone that's not the real you. He said, he's talking about his ministry that I've seen. When you would see the presence of God come into a place. That it would bring a person up and just reveal their life to them. And call out their sins of all kinds of immoral acts. And it brings such a holy hush amongst the people till they would... Drop out of the prayer line before they would ever come up to be prayed for. And they would run to the altar and get right with God before they come up into his presence. See, there's something about coming into the presence of God. It causes things to happen. Oh, don't you want to see spiritual things happen? We don't want our hearts to continually get hardened and seared. And become like another person. But we want the atmosphere to break the yoke. Or break the shell. 
or break the hull of this person that we don't want to see. We don't like to see that person. We want the real you, the real person to come to the top. Can you imagine someone getting a prayer card to come up and see Brother Branham? And knowing there were things in their lives that wasn't right. But they considered now coming into the presence of the prophet as coming into the Lord's presence. And all of a sudden that holy hush would just settle out upon the people. And they would run to the altar and get right with God before they would come into his presence. See, outside of his presence we can feel like we can do anything and get away with it. Outside of his presence, we can say anything and get away with it. Outside of his presence, look at what the world has become outside of his presence. This world is falling apart. They are literally losing their minds right in front of us. And if you or I feed off of the media or feed off of the news or feed off the presence of this modern age... We're going to be more and more bent toward the things of this world. That's why it's not just science and it's not just data that is our absolute. Especially here in Washington, we've heard a lot about science and data because our governor and the leaders are very bent that way. They're watching the data. They're watching the science. But friends, we are watching the word of God. Brother Benham talked about science and how years ago they said, oh, science said if a man would reach the incredible speed of 30 or 35 miles an hour, they would go right off the earth. I mean, the earth. Miles an hour, you're just going to go right off the earth. And Brother Benham said, you wouldn't believe that science today. Now they have Cars that can drive fast and things that go much faster. But friends, it's not data and science that's going to put the bride in position. It's going to be the word of God. It's going to be listening to that voice, staying in his presence. Hallelujah. I'm not doing away with data and science, but the word is definitely greater. Our eyes are staying focused on Christ. Don't you want to stay tuned in to that daily news broadcast of what the Spirit would say to the church? How many would desire your prayer life to just increase and get plugged into the supernatural? What the Lord can tell you in five minutes or ten minutes is better than an hour long, uh, you know, some uh, announcement of some leader or someone that's going to miss the rapture anyway. There's been a voice that's come from that other place and has broadcast what we need for the rapture. And that real you is in his presence. It's our source of cleansing. It's our source of letting go and letting things. Now, can you imagine that holy hush just coming upon the people and somebody running to the altar, screaming, God, forgive me. God, take this out of my life. It just takes all the shell and all the hole away. When you see someone else break into his presence, just break into a realm and they don't care who's watching them. It's like David dancing before the Lord and he's so embarrassed, Michael, because she was from her father, an intellectual man, though he was a leader, but it shows how it can run down through the families. 
She disdained David. God help us not to disdain or be embarrassed when God is doing a fresh move of the Holy Ghost among us. In fact, we need to cry out for it more than ever that God would continue that revival in this generation. Satan Satan has kept people distance and this whole virus has moved people out of their norm. But friends, we need to drive ourselves deeper into the presence of God. We need to say tonight and really nail it down. I'm not going to let anything of this world shake me. And maybe you've been shooken. Maybe your faith has been shaken. Maybe your health has been shaken. Tonight, that's not the real you. The real you is crying out for the change. It's crying out for a new body. We're not ordained to do nothing but stay with the word. I know our time is short, so I've just got to stay with this, with the message. Just keep feeding you. We're only ordained to do what the word has said to do. And if a man, he said, is sin of God, he'll stay with the word because God can only sin. God can only sin by his word. He must stay by his word. Then when we come into his presence, when a man once comes into the presence of God, he's changed forever. Can we all say forever? Can I say when a lady comes into the presence of God, she's changed forever. When a man comes into the presence of God, he's changed forever. Then why aren't people being changed? Why aren't they being renewed? It's because the presence of God has been lost. It's become a form. It's become church. It's become some ritual. And God had to shake all of that. He'll shake your health. He'll shake your finances. He'll shake your mind. He'll shake your spirit and your, he'll shake your school. If you put your faith in entertainment, he'll shut down the movie places. He'll shut down Hollywood. He'll shut down Broadway. What is it? It ought to have an effect on the believers. God, what are you saying to your church? We've got to get our eyes continually on the word of God. I know that you are saints. Tonight I'm just speaking out of in his presence this message in Jeffersonville. When when we come into the presence of God, he's changed forever. If there's any changing to him. Let me ask you a question tonight. Is there any more changing in you that can be done? (laughs) Anybody here say there's a little more changing that can be done in me? What is that? That's you in the presence of God. It's saying, that's not the real me, Lord. I'm coming into your presence. Cut away all those things. That's not the real me. That's not the real you. If there's any changing to him. For there are those who could walk. This is very dangerous. There are those who could walk in the presence of God and pay no attention to it. He wasn't ordained to life. But if he was predestinated of God, as soon as that first move hits... He knows it, and that catches fire. I pray God send that fire among us. Send a move among us that it would catch the predestinated. Catch the predestinated, Lord. Send your presence among us. Stay with us, Lord. I know my voice is just one voice, 
But I believe I'm speaking not just for here or just in Coverdale, but I believe I'm speaking for the worldwide bride. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Don't let our hearts get hardened. Don't let us lose our love, Lord. Keep us focused on you, Lord. Keep us focused, Lord, on on Christ. Let me fall in love again, Sister Jessica. The things that I used to know, the things that I used to experience with Christ, bring me back into that presence again. That I would know you in your power. That our children would sense the presence of God and be changed. What about Jacob one day? He needed a change in his life. And it took that wrestling. It took that coming into the presence of someone else that changed his walk forever. Changed his name forever. Would you agree it brought out the real Jacob, the real Israel in Jacob just needed to be wrestled out a little bit. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me, until you deliver me, until you fill me. Where is that desire anymore? I'm speaking globally, even in America. It's very odd that people would have that cry and have that groaning. But I believe it will be restored to the bride of Christ. That's the real bride. We are predestinated to be moved by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Brother Branham goes on to say about Jacob. What a great thing it was to know that when he had wrestled through, he had seen signs of God. He had had dreams. Uh, and, And even in this very building, Brother Derek, and just a few feet away in a large tent, we have seen the move of God. Can this congregation witness to that? We have seen the move of God. We have seen the miraculous. But Lord, we have seen it, but we want to see it now more. Let your presence come among us, Lord. Don't let our hearts be hardened that your presence would pass right by and we wouldn't even know it. Just another Wednesday night service. Just another song service. Just another preacher Just another quote, but Lord, let there be a wrestling through. We have seen the signs of God. We've had dreams about God. This is Jacob. But this was one time he was in the face of God, in the presence of God. Think of it, friends. He said, in the presence of God, a man is changed. Just a moment, Brother Zoe, just a moment in his presence, a person can be changed. It just takes a moment for God to touch a life. I just read a testimony this week of a man that was down in Louisiana and his heart was so hard and he was crass and rude. He worked in a hospital, but this COVID got a hold of him. He worked in the hospital with another couple believing brothers. But he was always so bitter and crass and rude. But he got this COVID. He actually had experiences where he he was leaving his body. Actually, there was, I think, three or five times they when he came back, the doctor said, I almost lost you that many times. But when he was leaving, he actually heard the prayers because his wife was a Christian and there were people praying. He actually heard the prayers and he heard the voices. And when he came back and he recovered from the COVID, now his heart is totally softened. 
He's a whole new person. Say, what was that, Brother John? It was God giving a man another chance. Just in the presence of God, just in a moment of realizing my life could have been gone. I want to come back to earth to serve and to give. And what can I do? Would you please forgive us? Would you please excuse us if you haven't saw Christ in our lives? That's not the real me. That's not the real us. But I tell you, he said, when you come in the presence of God, you want to build an altar somewhere. He said, Jacob was changed in the presence of God. He was changed. He was a different man than he was when he was up there. The battle was now over and he began to build an altar. He hadn't been used to building altars, you know, and friends, sometimes you might not have been used to building an altar. And building a prayer life or crying out to God. But you let something happen close to home. You'll know how to build an altar. That's the real you. It wasn't the drug person five minutes ago. It wasn't the alcohol that put you in that car. That was Satan trying to destroy you. It's not just the virus trying to take your life. God is trying to move a people into rapturing faith. And they're talking around the world of another wave and another wave. Friends, I believe there's something called the rapture wave that's moving across the believers. We've had waves before. We've had moving spirit. But now's the time for the believers to say once more, Lord, let us see you move among us. Some of you might have lost hope. Some of you might have got into despair. Some of my Satan, that demon of depression and darkness might have you for months now in a corner. It's time for you to come out of that tonight. It's time for you to shake yourself and say, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I will not let any shame overcome me. I will arise. I will go. I will run. I will, I will believe, Lord, if it's just me and from me alone while you're speaking this tonight, I will respond. I will say, yes, Lord. Even down there in Mexico when there, there was thousands of people and, and cots and stretchers and Brother Branham said there was 50 or 75,000 people at the gathering and this mother, her little baby died. Even Brother Branham saw it in a vision. It was dead. But when that little baby came back to life, watch this now, thousands of people. But when something happened that was supernatural, do I have your attention? Something that was out of the ordinary. He said women fainted. People threw up their hands and screamed. Why? They realized that a human being could not do that. They were in the presence of Almighty God and it caused something to happen. Friends, what you've been hungering for is for that presence of God to come into the situation, into the room, into the business affair, into the marriage. Friends, that's what our children tonight need is more of the presence of God. And it's so important for us tonight to get into the spirit. I know here we are and it's already time for us to close. But it is so important for us to get in the spirit of God. 
and not just get into it occasionally, go in and come out. Go in on Sunday, maybe go out and, oh, if I can stream, well, if I can get a reservation, oh, I didn't get in. So for now, no, no, friends, it's so important to stay in the presence of God. We will not receive anything from the Lord unless we get in the spirit. Even the prophet Elisha, you can read this in Second Kings. He said, bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel, or say when Brother Ryan began to play, and when Brother Derek began to sing, when Brother Jeremy and Brother Andrew, and when Brother those in Cloverdale, when you begin to play, Brother Orn and Brother Louise, Brother Ken, Sister, oh, Sister Joanne and Brother Benjamin and Brother Joseph, how we appreciate these gifts of God. Even the prophet knew, bring that atmosphere. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Oh God, come upon this valley of dry bones. Bring us a word, Lord. Bring us a message. Give me inspiration. Even as you leave this building, even before you log off the internet tonight, maybe as Brother Ryan plays in the closing music and you can just stay there instead of just logging off and going to your bed and letting the children. But you can say, God, bring that atmosphere into my home. Bring it into my life, God. Are we just having services? Are the brothers just working to just put us con- to connect it because we're just some society? I say no. There's a hunger. There's a thirst to find the real you. We're like watchmen on the tower tonight, screaming out a message. The enemy's trying to come in like a flood. Brother Bradham said a watchman was trained to know the enemy when he tries to come in. Watchmen, what of the night? What of this night? What does all this mean? We're not here to give stories and, and just conspiracy theories. This isn't the time to bring politics behind the pulpit. Our God is greater than politics. There's not no president going to get us out of this. No prime minister, no queen or king. It's going to take the rising of the sun. For the believer, it's his presence that comes that breaks all that yoke. I pray his presence would come upon every single person that's on this internet connection. Baker out spread around the world that the Holy Spirit would awaken those desires and awaken that love as, and just awaken and bring back our, our, our the new again some of us need that Holy Ghost refreshment we get stale we get old in our spirits we get we just get cranky we get caught up in making a living or trying to We put more into the guidelines than getting in the spirit. We will follow the guideline of an unconverted leader more than what the spirit of God would say. We must be in the spirit. Let's let a prophet say this. You have to get in the spirit of it before you can see it. He said in another message, you can never see anything until you get into the spirit always. You can never see what Christianity's right until the Holy Spirit once saves you. Oh God, save our children. 
I think there ought to be a rallying cry among us. Maybe this service ain't for you, but it's for another person. Save the lost. Save our wives. Save our husband. Oh, my husband. Kill our young adults. Don't you worry, friends. Brother John sees it as many of you see it as we've gone these last few months. Less and less of our young people in the services. Less and less of our young adults being attracted to the meetings. Where is that hunger? Where is that thirst? Where is the desire even to gather ourselves together? So much more as we see the day approaching. It's not just for the older ones. It's for the younger ones. We're not here to beat one another and say all this and that and make legalism. But it's, Lord, what can we do? And I talked to one of them the other day and I said, what can we do to awaken these desires? And and what can we do for the presence of God to come down among us? Where people are knocking on the window, Brother Ron, wanting to get in this place. Where is the cry? Oh, you say, well, we're just streaming. We're just streaming tonight. So, no, friends, there must be an earnest desire. So much more as we see the day approaching. That if we can gather ourselves together and the door is open or the Internet's open, whatever it is, don't log off. Don't disconnect it now. Say, God, restore that love back to me for the ministry of the word. Our new normal will not be like the old normal. But don't let that rattle you. You move into another channel and say, God, send a revival. I know it's time to close, but I feel like we hit the channel now. If you see something that's not of Christ, it's not the real me. If you see something in the body that's not of Christ, please excuse them. Please say a prayer. Just say, God, forgive them. They didn't know what they're doing. Help us in this evil hour. When John was in the spirit on the Lord's day, he said, you brother Branham said in the church age book, you could call these words, the whole of the Christian life. And if we are going to live as Christians, we have to be in his spirit. Can the chapel say amen tonight for the whole world to hear. We have to be in his spirit. I was so happy to hear Sister Tracy Revis's sister is doing better. Brother Tom Frey's relative is doing better there in California. I believe it's the prayers of the saints. And there are friends and believers and ministers and churches globally that are going through a lot of Real hard times right now. We need to get out of our our own selves and out of our own needs and say, God, we're part of a body. And we curse this virus. We curse cancer. We curse unbelief. We curse the Laodicean spirit. Let us shake it off around the world. And let us say, Lord, let this bride move now into a higher order than ever before. Has it not been prophesied that when the squeeze comes down, you watch the third pull then? It's not everybody going to your hole, going to your little place. No, you watch what the word is going to do then when the squeeze comes down. It's time to repent. Lay aside every weight and all the unbelief. Lay aside all the differences and all the schisms and strife. That's not the real you. That's the whole of our Christian life. As Brother Ryan would come. If we are going to live as Christians, we have to be in his spirit. John was not talking about being in his own spirit. 
That would have been brought through visions, but it had to be the Spirit of God. It has to be the Spirit of God with us too, or all of our efforts are in vain. I just want to say that again. And you that are going through this weekend and the next week, it has to be the Spirit of God. It has to be the Spirit of God with us. Or all our efforts are in vain. Paul said, I will pray in the Spirit. I will sing in the Spirit. I will live in the Spirit. And he said, if there's anything, let's say anything tonight, anything good that will come to me, it has to be revealed by the Spirit, confirmed by the Word, and made manifest by the results it bears. And as John was surely needed to be in the Spirit to receive these tremendous revelations fresh from Jesus, we need to be in the Spirit to understand the revelations of God that's been given to us To live by his word because it's the same spirit. God help us tonight. Don't let this message just be quotes. and Just quoting. And Brother Branham said. But let it be the spirit of God upon us. Praise God. Don't anybody touch it. Amen. I'm going to cross this barrier. Hallelujah. This is just a hole. I'm getting back Brother Derek. This is just a hole. These glasses are a hole. All these, all these heads you see that are just losing hair and gray hair. It's just a hole. It's the outside. But the inward man is, is just in travail. Though the outward is perishing, the inward man is being revived. Friends, don't be dying spiritually. Arise. Let that lily come up through the mud to- Believe, believe the word of God. Let all the sons and the daughters rise to their feet tonight and all the believers. Hallelujah. Can we sing number 833? I just want to be where you are. I believe that's the right number. I just want to be where you are dwelling daily in your presence. As we come to the close of the service, God... Give us that real joy and happiness and exuberance. The Lord is coming back. The word is coming back. The bride is coming back on the earth again. Standing up in all of her glory. Are you happy about that? You say, Brother John, I don't see it. I don't see what you're talking about. You're trying to get us all worked up. You've been in your little room. You've been all alone. You've been in the message. Absolutely. To come back out and tell you, we're not of this world. We're not of what we're hearing out there. We are the bride of Christ. That the real you is on the inside bursting to come out. thing I would have just loved to share with you is the thoughts of the Lord Jesus that I was going to lead us into a trap tonight and I'll come right with you it's not a trick question but how many truly desire to be more like Jesus I want to be more like Jesus 
I'll raise my hand. How many would desire the real you, the real them, to come to the surface, Lord? You know, Brother Branham said, if we confess that he is, and we've been in his presence, and we confessed our sins, and they are blotted out of the book of his memory, blotted out of his memory. I was thinking, Brother Jeremy, what if this whole chapel believe that all of your sins have been blotted out? Who believes that tonight? All of your sins have been blotted out. What kind of people? They're in Cloverdale. If you believe all of your sins have been blotted out. Brother Jeff couldn't hardly. You'd be walking on air to get out of here. You, you'd just be saying, God bless you. God bless you. We're going to go. And there would be such a joy. My sins are gone, Sister Watkins. I have no sin. Sister Kim, you have no sin. I see no sin. Sister Julie, there is no sin. I see no darkness, Brother Jonas. The world looked at Brother Jonas and saw cancer, saw leukemia, and God said, I see a well body. Jonas walked right into that. His wife now is here tonight. Walked right into that. Now they're married, living here tonight. I say, praise be to God. That was a vision. He just walked into it. All of our sins have been blotted out of his memory. Sister Esther, God has no memory of our sin. Say, how quick can that happen? In a moment. You can just bow your head and say, God, forgive me. Take that out of my life. Lord, It just hurts me to see me acting that way or having that. Where did that come from, Lord? You're losing your mind. You're losing your... Where are you going? Why are you that way? And I'm here to tell you tonight, that's not the real you. Satan's lying to you. Brother Branham said, there's nobody but God could do that. Nobody but God could take away my sin. Is God our healer tonight, Sister Clara? Is God our healer? Only God can heal us. Doctors and respirators and, and, and all these vaccines. God is our healer. So many people want to wear a mask and they're so diligent. And I'm not saying bad about that. But why don't you put on the whole armor of God? Put on the spirit of God. Put on the word of God. That's more important than a mask. Friends, I'm being serious in the last months, even amongst believers. I've seen and heard almost everything. Some can be so diligent and so do this and so do this and we got to do that. What about the word? What about making sure of this? What about making the atmospheres right? How are the believers doing? How's their spiritual lives? How's the families? Are we drawing closer to the Lord? Are we drawing closer to one another? Or are we becoming more distant? Oh, you say, Brother John, it's inevitable. We're going to grow more distant because we're separated. No, that's in the spirit of God. We're together. We're one. Satan's lying to so many people today. Don't buy into his lies. Only God can do that. You can do something to me, he said, and I'll forgive you, but I'll remember it. 
do something to me, I'll forgive you. But I'll remember that. And if I do anything to you, you'd forgive me. But you'll remember that. But God can forgive and forget it. How many believe that tonight? Say, I do something bad to you. Brother John really hurt me. I said, please forgive me. He said, I forgive you, Brother John. But you'll always remember that. But God has a quality. He can forgive you and forget about it. Now, who wants to be more like Jesus? Now, who would say, God, I want that real you to come out inside of me, Lord. I'm laying that aside. I'm laying aside the hurt. I'm laying aside that damage. I'm letting that go. Friend Shirley, people are trying to win the world. We need to work on winning one another. Win one another's confidence. Win one another's love. Earn one another's trust. If we can't do that as believers, we're not believers. We need to let the real you, tonight as we close, let the real you just come down in these buildings, in your home, in your life, there in your bedroom. Let's sing this. I just want to be
Tonight we're standing in your great presence, consecrating ourselves. Just wanting more of you in our families, in our lives, in our church, Lord. In our assembly, in our young people, in our children, in our young adults. Oh, how our heart hurts, Lord, when we see certain ones go in another direction. Forgive us. Forgive me. Forgive us as individuals, Lord. Leaders. Fathers or mothers. Those that have been down the road longer. That we should have been a better testimony. If we've let the flag drop down. If we've got caught up in the rut. If we've looked at the natural side too much. We're more stricter on the guidelines and less on our walk with God. Something's out of balance. If we're quicker to give heed to a man's edict and less to be sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit, something is wrong. Heavenly Father, only a few are going to make it in the rapture. We're so thankful that you brought us into the presence men and women that will humble themselves Jesus I thank you for Cloverdale Bible Way and those that are gathered there with us we've seen some of them tonight I thank you for many that are out on the internet and families and individuals and couples and I thank you for those that are within this room tonight It is good to gather ourselves together. It's good to fellowship and hear ministry live. Go into all the world. Let this gospel be preached in all nations. Then will the end come. Lord, we don't understand all things. We don't know why. We're not here to give understanding and explanation to all the things that a person might go through. I pray as we've preached Christ and spoke your word tonight that that moment of your presence would impact someone for eternity. Tonight, maybe the wheels were turning in a certain direction. The Holy Spirit just said, we need to turn, we need to go, we need to stop. And maybe it takes a little while to Stop the train. The 
Holy Spirit is just turning like a great engineer, like a great watchman. Say, let's go on down this pathway. Will you walk with me? I just want to talk with you. I want more of your private life. I want more of your public life. I want more of your family. I want more of your testimony. Who will be Jesus? Lord, let it be us. Let it be me. Let it be the congregation. Let it be those that are streaming tonight as we're just getting ready to log off from one another. Let us have sweet communion. Let the minstrel, let the music drive back evil spirits so that the predestinated seed as they feed from the word now throughout the week as they begin to hear these messages and get into your presence more of it. More of that great rapture would sweep across this globe. Lord, take us tonight. Heal those that are sick. Touch those that are in trouble. Provide for those that are in need. Create missing limbs for some, Lord. If it's not physical, if it's more of love and more of peace and more of faith and more of your virtue, let it grow. Let it push out, Lord Jesus. Let the atmosphere of our meetings only intensify and get greater. Don't never let us lose brotherly kindness. Don't let it seep out of our box, Lord. Put honey into our box so that this great water of your presence and your spirit can just be held within our lives and we can give it to some forlorn, shipwrecked brother or sister that would be grabbing out for some word, someone that would just give them Jesus. I pray this week, Lord, you would allow all of us to see that our footsteps are being led of the Lord and that you would do something supernatural for your people on a greater level, not with our minds, but as we think your thoughts, may you flow through the body. Lord, we cannot touch one another, shake hands. We cannot lay hands on one another. But I pray the Holy Spirit would go with every individual. We don't want to leave your presence, Lord. We might leave this room or log off or leave one another. But don't never let us leave your presence. Keep us close to you, Jesus. Pour yourself into us even as we close. Committing every life to you and every need. Till we meet again. Till we're able to gather back in your precious name. Take us, Lord. Take us, Lord Jesus. Into your hands we commit our lives, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name. Do we know that song? He was there all the time. Brother Derek and Brother Ryan, can you sing this? This will be our last song before we...